Hello, this is Paul Bainsfair, the Director General of the IPA, and this is the IPA podcast. My guest today is from the USA, but his opinions on today's advertising are very much a world view. He is controversial and he speaks as he finds. His name is Bob Hoffman, although you may know him as the ad contrarian. So, hi, Bob. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for half an hour to talk about advertising and all the things that you think might not be quite right about it. Um, thank, thank you, Paul. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Um, I, I picked up this quote from Professor Byron Sharp about you. It says, I wish I was brave enough to be that rude. I love that. <laughs> so I, I hope you're going to feel free to be rude during our I chat. Um, Don't worry. I wouldn't worry about that if I were you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I thought I'd start by asking you about trust, trust in advertising, because we've been monitoring it over here in the UK. Yeah. I'm assuming it's the same in the States. Yeah. But trust levels are falling. I mean, they've never been that high. Advertising obviously has a certain reputation in people's minds. It's hard to move that. But we've seen it fall over the last 10 years to the lowest level. And it's very, dis it's very disturbing for everyone in the industry. And we have our own theories about what's causing that. But I wonder if I can ask you if you're surprised, I'm sure you're not. And what you, what you think is going on generally, let's start with just a general question. Yeah, generally, I would say the past 10 years have been a, uh, maybe disaster is too strong a word, but it, it's been terrible for the advertising industry. And I think the um, people in general have gotten fed up with us. They're fed up with us surveilling them, following them everywhere they go. They're fed up with our horrible online advertising, which intrudes on everything they're trying to do. Um, and uh, I think they're fed up with the lack of creativity that um, we have displayed in the work we're doing. And th there was a time when, you know, advertising has always been, you know, 85, 90% lousy, but there were 10 or 15% of spots and, and, and ads that were good and people liked them and, and they were entertaining. And now, I don't know, maybe we're down to 5% of stuff that's any good. And, uh, you know, people notice that. They're not stupid. They see how stupid a lot of advertising is. And uh, they don't trust us. And I don't blame them for not trusting us. I don't trust us these days. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure our motivations, you know, we, we, we used, advertising used to be about imparting information to the public. Now it's equally about collecting information about the public. And I think that's very harmful to, uh, to individuals. I think it's very harmful to democratic societies. And I think, um, as you say, it, it's demonstrably horrible to our industry. It's, uh, it, it hasn't done us one bit of good. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the case. We know from the research that we've done into this that people do not like the slightly creepy sensation they get when they realize that they're being followed around on the internet yeah. and being served as i mean also people say quite sensible things like i've just booked a holiday 
why are you sending me more ads for holidays in Greece? I've booked it. I don't need it. You know, so they they don't quite uh, appreciate the, uh, the as you say the intrusion on their time for things that they clearly don't they don't need. And that that's a yeah, big, and, big area. and if they knew how deeply they've been penetrated as far as their individual privacy goes, I think they'd be outraged. I mean, they just see the external effect of that in stupid ads they get for things they're not interested in. And, uh, but if they knew the depth to which their behaviors are being collected and shared and sold, I think they would be outraged. And um, there's, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, we're collecting all this information because we're supposed to be making advertising more relevant. That's the excuse for it. Well, if anything, advertising has become less relevant. Uh, people are, are, are more disturbed with silly ads they're getting for things they're not interested in. And, um, you know, the rationale that we're doing all this to serve more relevant advertising, when you have click-through rates of like five and 10,000, how relevant can that be? So uh, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going down the wrong path. We have been for 10 years and we really need to stop and, and think about what we're doing a little more carefully um, because there's a, we're doing ourselves nothing but harm. Yeah, and you know, um, it, it struck me that, you know, you talked earlier about how advertising's always had some tough stuff going on, but we used to have a higher proportion, arguably, of good, fun, interesting, creative ads. Um, but we also had more separation, didn't we, from uh, the sort of work that the quality advertising agencies were able to do for their clients and the kind of slightly dodgy um, snake oil salesman type ads that used to go on in, in classified ads and all sorts of weird places. So you, what I'm trying to get at is you had the big mass media where you have pretty good stuff and then you had the other media and you knew what you'd find in it. it might be trade mags, it might be special interest mags and you'd find some pretty dodgy stuff in there and everyone kind of could deal with that. But now it's all intermingled, isn't it? On this great thing called the interweb or the internet or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think that hasn't helped. You know, the media no. separation isn't there anymore. You're right. They're, they're, you know, if you look at the tree of life of advertising, there are two major branches. And one was what we call brand advertising, which was generally high quality advertising, the kind of stuff you would see for Coca-Cola or Nike or, you know, major brands. And then there was the other branch of advertising, which was to a large degree, direct response advertising. And that was the kind of crappy advertising, the, the uh, clip this coupon, call this 800 number, and uh, that stuff is crappy. And, and now we've added click here now to that, and that has become the, um, the major, you know, it's what most people see most of the time, and that's what they associate advertising with. And as you say, the two branches are kind of coming together in a way in which the quality branch of advertising is being subsumed by the not so high quality 
uh, branch of advertising. And uh, that's, as you say, that's part of the problem. And who's to blame for this? Right? I, I mean, blame you. I blame you, Paul. <laughs> I think it. I yeah, think I, it's. I'm, I plead guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's to blame? I know it's it's a trite question, obviously, but yeah. you know, is it? Is it a chicken and an egg thing? Is it, is it that um, the agencies do it because they know that if the clients don't see it, you know, when they, they ask for a presentation, they don't see that kind of social media stuff and that kind of, you know, digital advertising on the schedule, they're going to think the agency's lost its marbles. So the agency, even if it might think, well, we don't really need it, they put it on. Or, or is, it, is it the client's fault because they are asking agencies to do stuff that they don't feel comfortable with? You know, what do you think the fault lies in this? I I think you have to go way back and look at the big picture of the advertising industry over the past many decades to understand why this is happening. Um, One of the problems that the advertising industry has had is that we've been uh, accused by marketers, by business people of being too, what they call airy-fairy. That is to say, we can't prove what we're doing is working very well, despite your best efforts. They, they're still skeptical. And, um, and so we, we have, over the past 20 years or so, discovered technology. And technology is kind of a proxy for proving that what we're doing is working. And we've jumped into technology like drunken sailors you know, arriving at port and uh, drinking and screwing uh, as as much as they can, as fast as they can. And uh, we have not been uh, very smart about what technology we accept as valid, what technology, uh, what metrics we accept as useful. And the result is anything that smells of technology and that can prove to our clients in some uh, vague way that their advertising is is working is what we glom on to. And the other factor that I think has played a role in this is the consolidation of the advertising industry into something that it, it has not been before and that is a very big corporate business. Um, When I started in the advertising industry, and I'm sure when you started, Paul, advertising agencies were kind of ground, they grew from the ground up. You would would have some people who worked at an agency who were fed up with that agency, they'd start their own agency. And then people who worked for them would start their own agency. And and it grew ground up like that. Uh, But in in the recent past, the advertising agency business, the structure has been a top down where you have large enterprises, you have holding companies buying up all these small things and consolidating them. And this has changed the culture of the agency business significantly, I think, into a um, very much more corporatized, very much more uh, math centric and, and it has squeezed out and it has made the uh, creative part of our business defensive. We have to prove that creativity is in fact uh, a valid way to sell products. 
And, uh, you know, the advertising, I, I don't care how you slice this, the advertising business is 50% science and 50% religion. You, you, you either believe it, 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 it works in a certain way or you don't. And um, there, there's very little, it, it's very little, to, it's very difficult to tease out the creative part of advertising effectiveness from all the other elements, from media buys and distribution and spend and things like that. And, and you know, I know you guys have done probably the best work in the world of proving that creativity is an essential and critical part of the, um, the marketing equation, but there's still a great deal of skepticism among business people about this. And uh, we're, we're always on the defensive to prove that creativity is an important factor in what we do. They would rather see charts and graphs showing you know, how many clicks they got and what the CPMs were. And it's far more understandable to them. By them, I mean the, the, the business people. And, and that's understandable. You have to remember success in, in life is very much a factor of logic. And they, they, these, the, these business trained people in the MBAs have been taught that they succeed based on love. They, they solve problems logically. And uh, that, that's how they approach problems. And it's very simple. But there's one place where logic doesn't work, and that's in advertising. And uh, you, if you're trying to analyze ads by how logically they present your case, you're not going to be a successful advertiser. There's more to it than that. There's there's a mysterious part of it that can't be solved logically. And all my best clients, I don't know about you, but in my career, all my best clients understood that. And, and they knew that there was a human factor in advertising. Does this speak to me as a human? You know, good advertising speaks to me as a consumer. Great advertising speaks to me as a human being. And, and the... the um, the people who understood this always got the best advertising and always were the most successful. And the people who didn't get it, who thought that advertising was a, uh, a court case where you present your case and then your competition presents their case and, it's, and it, the, the consumer is the jury and they decide who presents a more logical case. Those people never did very well. Um, so uh, the part of, you know, I wish I wish in in marketing schools they they taught a little more about the importance of the art side of advertising because I think it has been uh, devalued to a to a dangerous extent. Yeah, I mean, look, there's so much in there that I agree with. Um, I mean, you reminded me of uh, one of it was attributed to Einstein, I think, and I'll probably get this wrong, but I'll paraphrase. He said something like not everything that uh, that can be counted counts and not everything that counts can be counted. And I think you're, the big insight in, in, uh, in what you were saying there is that because there is, there is this sort of weird world we, we agency people live in where they, the people that are buying our product don't really understand it or, or totally believe in it. 
there's a tendency to present to them in a way that we think they will uh, understand it. I.e. we dress it up with a lot of rationale and logic. But sometimes yeah. post you know, we post-rationalize it. I mean, I've done it. Sure. Thought, yeah. sure. You know, this is working for this reason. It might not be the reason, but we'll give you a reason, you know. And they and they lap that up. And now suddenly we've, we've got this world where we have got a more measurable uh, form of advertising. I'm talking about digital advertising. And it's no surprise that, uh, as you said, the clicks and, and all the rest of it can be attributed to the ad much more readily and therefore people feel more comfortable. And it drifts, the whole thing starts to drift back to, well, it's the uh, fast thing. Have you read the Daniel Kahneman's book, Fast Thinking and Slow Thinking? You know, it's the- Yes, uh, actually, um, one of Daniel Kahneman's best friends and another Nobel Prize winner is, is uh, Richard Thaler who is, uh, who yeah. wrote Nudge and who lives around the corner from me. And I play golf with him a couple, actually I'm playing golf with him tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I could say, say hello to him, but he doesn't know who I am. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'd love to be playing golf with you. So, um, yeah. yeah, I can, I can see all that. So, um, you know, it, it, what are we going to do about it? How can we, can we write the ship or is it, is it destined to go down this, this new pathway forever. What, what, what well, sort of, um, do you have any positive thoughts about the future or do you think it's all, it's all pretty grim in terms of, you know, you know, I don't want to indulge in golden ageism, you know, and say, you know, yeah, yeah, working yeah. on British Airways yeah. in the 80s and doing great ads, yeah. you know, I'm sure you can do the same. It's that, yeah. why can't it be like that anymore? Where, what can we, what can we, what can well, we hold I, on to in this, this sort yeah, of I, I hate to be uh, the, uh, the negative person, but in, in my heart of hearts, I think we're going in the wrong direction and we're, and we're accelerating in the wrong direction. Um, I don't know what it's gonna take to right the ship. I think one of the things that may help if we can get, the, okay, let me back up a second. The, the advertising industry has become very dangerous. All this tracking stuff is, uh, it's dangerous to individuals and it's dangerous to democratic societies. And, and I'm not gonna go through the litany of all the things I'm sure you and your listeners understand uh, what's been going on. Um, but on the, the, the agency business and the marketing business, not just advertising, I, I, I blame the marketers in a way more than the, more than the agencies, um, have been terribly irresponsible about this. And there should have been, uh, uh, there should have been a marketing group that said, wait, a, hang on a second, what are we doing here? Is this really good for society? We know it's not good for advertising. I mean, we, you, you presented the evidence yourself. Advertising is doing worse. Advertising is not doing better. Advertising is less trusted, not more trusted, less relevant, not more relevant. And, and someone should have said, well, that aside, what are we doing to society with this? What are we doing? Uh, shouldn't we stop this person think about before we can, and you know, GDPR came in, but it seems to be completely, I don't know if anyone's enforcing it. It, it seems to be completely unenforced. Um, until we stop tracking people, until we stop surveillance, we're going to continue down this road. 
the, the best thing we can do to try, in my opinion, to try and rehabilitate the agency business and the marketing business is to stop tracking. There is no need for it. We, did, we, we were successful in advertising for decades without following people around, knowing everything they're saying, everything they're doing, everywhere they're going, everyone they're talking to. It's not necessary. And um, that is, to me, that is the first step that might get us back on track to, to where we ought to be. The other thing that, that really upsets me more than anything is that the young people, you know, young people are supposed to be rebellious, right? Young people are supposed to say, wait a minute, what are we doing? And the young people in the advertising industry, are, they're not doing that. It's old farts like us who are saying, wait a minute, what are we doing? We shouldn't be the rebels. I shouldn't be a rebel. I should be defending the advertising system. And the young people should be saying, what are we doing? And they're not. This bothers the hell out of me. And I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what they're being taught in schools. Um, it, it, it's, it's very upsetting to me. So Bob, um, it would be great uh, listening to you. Uh, to say like wave a magic wand and we'll stop all this tracking and everything else, but not just up to us, is it? Because you've got you've got these tech giants, you know, um, you know, like Google and, and Facebook and 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 um, and others and Apple and everyone else, and these are trillion dollar organizations, yeah. the biggest yeah. organizations in the world, and their yeah. their revenues come from advertising, you know, yes. well, certainly the first two and. Um, they're not going to stop it. Well, they're not big. Have they, I mean, are they too big to be told what to do? I mean, yes, they, they have more power than the governments these days. But um, I think we can do something about it. I, I am involved with a group of people, and we've just started in the past few weeks, and we're going to try and do something about what's going on. And um, I can't tell you exactly what it is yet, because I don't know exactly what it is yet, but there are some people over in the UK who I'm working with and some people here in the States. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna be um, talking to some members of parliament uh, in two weeks about this issue. And I hope uh, I can say something sensible and have some effect there. But we're trying to get a program together that will, that will get brands, and media and consumers to understand what's going on and to demand change. And um, I know it's a long shot, but you gotta try and do something. It's, it's you know, I, I've, I've been whining about it for 10 years and now it's time for me to try and do something uh, because whining doesn't get anything done. So I've, uh, we've gotten a few people together who are concerned about this and uh, we're gonna see if we can do something. And we'll, we're going to try and do it through a number of channels, um, and one of which is shareholder activism. Try to get people who own shares in Unilever and P&G and, and all these other companies to put pressure on these companies to stop supporting brands, media that do this kind of tracking, and we'll see if we can get anywhere.
Well, that that is, I mean, I, I won't ask anymore because obviously you've yet to to shape that uh, yeah. movement, if I can call that. But uh, that sounds very interesting. Um, and certainly, we know going back a few years now, when um, certainly in the UK there was a lot of um, controversy around what, what's called brand safety, when a lot of big big brand advertisers realized that their their ads which were being served by automated you know um companies were were appearing next to very dodgy content you know terrorist activity goodness knows what else and they were very quick to say to um you know people like youtube and and others you got to sort this out and we're some of them stopped spending and i and i have to say i saw a lot more a lot more of a response from the big tech companies to that kind of threat than I've seen from when government says, to them, you know, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Because I think they're, they're producing so much revenue for the US government, you know, some of these companies. There's a, you know, there's a disincentive to, to stop them doing it. Uh, yes. All the tax they're raising. None, none yeah. of it's coming to any of the other countries, as we know. But, um, but um, I think you're on to an interesting... Um, strategy there if you can get the 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 idea is to is to is to employ market forces to get these people to change their ways because uh appealing to their better angels hasn't worked and it, it has to you know if they see market forces at play if they see it can be damaging to their reputations it could be damaging to their business if they continue along these lines that may have some effect. I mean, we, we are seeing some progress. Uh, Google is going to, you know, stop using third-party cookies in next year, and Apple has has um, released uh, their new operating system, the new mobile operating system this week with uh, tracking um, defaulted to not with the system defaulted to not tracking. So that those are good signs. And uh, I am hoping that um, they are the, the trend of the future. Of course, there's the Facebooks and the others who are just vampires. They're just uh, tracking vampires and, and uh, data vampires. And uh, th- they'll never change without, probably without regulation, uh, forcing them to change. That's another thing governments have to get more responsible about. Governments have, uh, your, your government isn't as bad as ours, but here in the States, it's ridiculous. There's no, there's no backbone. There's no spine to do anything. They pass regulations and then nothing happens. It's just a joke. Can we, we've got a little bit of time left. Um, can we just, this is all related, I know, but can we yeah. come on to ad fraud? Because I know that yeah. you have written a lot about this and you understand mm-hmm. what's going on in a way that some people may have neglected to look into. Um, just give us a sort of praise of, of why you think this is such an important issue. Ad fraud is, um, it is probably contributing at least, I'm gonna guess $50 billion a year to bad people. Bad people like criminals, bad people like state-sponsored terrorist organizations and independent 
terrorist organizations? We don't really know. Unfortunately, there's no registry of ad fraud uh, practitioners that uh, we can go and see who's actually doing it. But there's what we know- There's a gap in the market. Yeah. 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 But what we do know is tens of billions of dollars are being siphoned out off the uh, digital advertising ecosystem and used for bad purposes. Um, now, the, here in the States, I don't know what it's like where you are, but here in the States, we have a, uh, we have a blind uh, group of people in the, the ANA and the 4As who say uh, ad fraud is getting better and uh, we're, we're solving the problem. It's complete baloney. It's out of control and it's metastasizing. A study done by um, a guy named Professor uh, Cavazos at the University of Baltimore showed that in his study showed that ad fraud doubled last year. And um, it's, it's a huge problem and it, and it creates other problems because it funds bad things. And, um, you know, according to the World Federation of Advertisers, by 2025, ad fraud may be the second largest source of criminal revenue in the world after drug trafficking. So this is not some minor problem that we can, that we can sweep under the rug. It's a major problem, but we have ignored it uh, here in the States. I don't know what's going on in the UK, but we have ignored it. We've poo-pooed it. And uh, it's a shame because it's very important. And it's important because our clients are getting screwed. They think they're buying advertising and they're not. They're buying air, they're buying nothing. And you know, the, the, the report by ISBA recently showed that at least 50% of advertising money is going to the ad tech system, not into media, not into publishers, and then put fraud on top of what's left. And uh, so little of the money that is being spent in online advertising is actually going toward motivating consumers. Uh, it, it should be a scandal, and I don't know why it isn't. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm crazy. I've been crazy for a long time. Is it in the too hard box? I think for the authorities to to get to grips with, and indeed for the industry to get to grips with. I don't think the authorities care. They they, they say, you know what? If, if you guys are so stupid to, to throw your money away to criminals, go ahead and do it. We don't care. Uh, it's the industry who should, be, uh, who should be concerned about this. I just saw today that the ANA in the U.S. is starting to look into the programmatic uh, advertising system and, and try to figure out why it's so untransparent. This is like 20 years too late. They're 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 going to do. Uh, yeah, I saw that. We're, we're in. In fact, we're doing something. We, we're quite excited about something we're doing, and we're we're sponsoring over here, which is yeah. to use effectively it's blockchain technology, so we can find out where every deal is done on any buy and sell in a piece of advertising. You know, mm -hmm. it could be like um, watermark, literally. Yeah. So, so we're we're pushing ahead with a, a trial in that area to see yeah. if we can unravel it. Can I make a suggestion? I don't know what kind of budget you have, but uh, if I were to do some R&D 
on the programmatic ad advertising system. I would do some R&D on how can we use programmatic advertising successfully without tracking. That would be a wonderful study to undertake and it would do so much good to our industry and to the brands we serve um, to have a model of programmatic without tracking. Uh, I think that's, I think that would be a valuable thing. Well, we will, um, I'll certainly put that into the mixer. We do get a tax relief on R&D spend, so maybe we've got more budget <laughs> cool. than we have. So, uh, but look, we're reaching the end of our um, allotted time, Bob. It's been it's been really good to talk to you and, and to air some of these these issues that we all you know we're all concerned about to varying degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, you know I know you're a busy man, so I'm really really grateful that you've given us the time. And I'm very envious that you're going off to play golf tomorrow. <laughs> uh, with, uh, the luminary that is Richard Taylor. So uh, I hope you play well. And uh, thank you. He usually beats me, but uh, maybe I'll be better tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a different day, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that, and thanks again. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.